Welcome to Bookplate. Find us on the web at foreveryoungadult.com. Join a book club chapter in your area or start your own by visiting us online and clicking on the book club link at the top of the page. Don't forget to check out our monthly themed wallpaper created by graphics goddess Mandy C, which is always featured also at the top of the page. Beware, this book and discussion come with a whole host of trigger warnings. So many all of them actually all of them yes and now i'm going to introduce myself (laughs) (laughs) my name is annie i am your podcast audio recorder member of san francisco forever young adult and local san francisco arts person (laughs) arts person that is true artsy fartsy Hi, I'm Jenny. I uh, run San Francisco FYA, and I'm also part of FYA headquarters. I'm Britt, also from SFFYA. And a writer for FYA. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> book plate divides the book like a meal into more easily digestible portions, and our first is always the amuse-bouse. Oh my god, I can't even speak. <laughs> our first topic is always the amuse-bouche which is French, and I never learned French, <laughs> um, for The Female of the Species by Mindy McGuinness. Did you want to read the description? No, you do. Okay. Alex is Anna's sister, the girl who died. PK is the preacher's kid, whose real name is Claire. Jack is the guy the others want to be, and he's getting out of this small town, but only after the violence lurking in their small town breaks over them. Dun, dun, dun. You can find Mindy McGuinness at Mindy McGinnis on Twitter. And now it's time for our favorite feature, the husband cover take. For our husbands who don't read YA, <laughs> look at the covers and tell us what they think the book is about. Take it away, Annie. All right. So uh, my husband, Jamal, I asked him what he thought of the book and he immediately was like, okay, because the females are more deadly, duh. <laughs> and I was like, okay, give me a little bit more here. And he said, it's because females and how they are more ruthless and kick more ass than the dudes, which is true. That's why people are into Beyonce as the lioness <laughs> in the new Lion King. I had no idea Beyonce was the lioness in the new Lion King. I don't even know. Is this like a cartoon? I have no idea. I guess I, I should have done I my research. Well, I thought that I read that James Earl Jones was like reprising oh. his role as like the voice of Mufasa. So I don't know. I think it's supposed to be live action. That was just like real animals. I don't know. With don't real quote animals? Me. Okay, now we have to do the research. Yeah. Don't quote me. I don't know. Well, when I saw your notes, I thought that Jamal must have been high. (laughs) Maybe not live action. Maybe in the way that the Jungle Book was. Oh, okay. Like with a real person and like CGI animals or something. I don't know. I didn't actually see that. Was it any good? It was pretty good. Yeah. Yeah, Adam likes it. I mean, unless they do Baloo the Bear and the Bear Necessities, I'm not in. (laughs) They did. Oh, did they, they did? sing it? Mm-hmm. And they okay, maybe I'll have to watch that. <laughs> <laughs> Speaking of Adam, so he looked at this cover and uh, he hates it. Uh, he thought the cover designer and the marketing people should be fired. <laughs> and intense. He, <laughs> yes, and he also wants to know when the marker cover trend is going to die. The marker font. Oh yeah. Uh, but I, I said wow, Adam is really paying attention. I know. <laughs> <laughs> it's a blessing and a curse. 
I love him, but yeah. <laughs> he certainly has opinions. So anyway, I asked him what he thought it was about, and he says, it's a girl who wants to be a vet. I don't know. So I said, well, haven't you heard about the, the phrase, the female of the species is deadlier than the male? And he said, no, he'd never heard of that. So I sent him the Kipling poem, and I haven't gotten a response, but uh, at least he knows that I wasn't just making it up. I Not that I would ever do that. People don't know that. Yeah, I know. We didn't to me, even get to that when I talked about it with Garrett. We just went off on a crazy tangent. <laughs> <laughs> well, what did Garrett have to say? Um, he's like, well, it's about females of different species. <laughs> Clearly, yeah. And uh, he was looking at the names, um, like elephant is cow and the fox is a queen and whatever, whatever. And he's like, why don't like human females have a cool name? I'm like, but it's on there. It's women that is the name for a human female. And he starts going through the list, and then he gets to the one for dog that's crossed out, and he was like, what? And he goes, oh, I get it. It's bitch. <laughs> I'm like, yeah, I'm pretty sure women have been called all of those things. <laughs> right. Um, Vixen. And then I prompted him to come up with a cooler name other than women, and he looks at the author's name and goes, the Mindy's? <laughs> And then we went off on a tangent because it made me think of the Ashleys from the best cartoon ever, Recess. And then mm-hmm. I found out that he does not like Recess and our marriage is based on a lie. <laughs> because how could you not love a show where kindergartners are literal savages? <laughs> wow. That's why we didn't get to the rest of that phrase because we were talking about Well, I mean, this cartoons. is a shocking revelation for you, so. I mean, Recess. I have to agree that I found the cover... The cover frustrated me only because the two girls are blonde and the main character isn't blonde. And I still, I guess that isn't a thing when you have to like pretend that you're characterizing the main character. I've noticed this is a trend, but it bugs me when like there's a very specific description of of the person in the story and then the cover doesn't reflect it. Yeah, at FYA, you know, we we talk about the covers because we, I think it originally started because some of the YA covers were so embarrassing. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, That's why there's whole categories just for, like, big face and yeah, ball gown. Uh, yeah, and fancy dress. Oh, yeah, yeah, fancy dress. Yeah, fancy dress. <laughs> yeah. No, no, no. Honestly, no. if but I... But apparently it works. But, yeah. yeah, I mean, I, like, I pay special attention, but I did not notice that this girl was blonde and the main character wasn't but i'm so terrible with physical descriptions that i'm not surprised at that uh, i mean i like the cover i thought it got across what it needs to get across and i love the color which is really uh, vivid and you know of course you're going to look at that on a bookshelf and be like oh <laughs> this is unusual this is a different color than everything else what what is this let's check it out so see i read it on my kindle so everything just looked gray <laughs> yeah i like didn't even realize she was blonde i remember seeing the cover in person and remembering that it was bright green but then when it came down to the details i was like wait she's blonde i thought they were just gray yeah <laughs> so <laughs> is the, ki- the kindle doesn't have a color right it's just no gray. i have like a um not a tablet i have like a e- e-reader kindle mm. so i did think the cover was effective though with I the th- female the different female species I oh thought that i was thought cool. it was way cool yeah but it was in that marker font, though. Yeah. <laughs> but apparently Which I didn't know it was a thing, but now that I think about it, it's totally a thing. It is definitely a thing. <laughs> and mm-hmm. now we know that it didn't get the message across to our husbands. So. <laughs> <laughs> Although, how did Adam get that she wanted to be a vet? Because the well, animal's on the cover? Female but, uh, of this species. I don't know. I don't know. You could be like he a just, he zoo looked at vet. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I assume. That's now we're going to get angry emails from people who work at zoos. <laughs> no. <laughs> 
We're not it's not a thing. We have some very specific title that is like scientifically proven, but I have no idea what it is. No, he was also angry that he couldn't make his take on it be funny. Oh. So. Well, the book isn't funny. Right. I mean. <laughs> no. Well, when I told him what it was about, uh, then he was like, well, that's cool. Why didn't they do a cover that represented that? And I said, but they did. <laughs> yeah. You just don't know the Kipling poem. Now we, I have to read the Kipling poem. It's good. I do love Kipling. Uh, so we talked about trigger warnings. And we talked about how it's all of them. Yeah, but let's be specific. There's uh, murder, rape, misogyny, animal death and abuse. And it's all all to send a specific message, but it's really dark. If you haven't read the book, uh, first of all, what are you doing listening to this podcast? (laughs) (laughs) And second, uh, yeah, you should expect that all of that is present and we're going to be discussing it yeah i (laughs) go into most of the book club books not really knowing what they're about yeah but i really should have at least had some kind of a heads up on this one because i reviewed her other book um the madness so discreet and that one was brutal so yeah i probably should have it sounds coming (laughs) i did not see what was coming what is the madness so discreet about it is kind of a historical book about this girl who her parents lock her up in an asylum because she's pregnant (gasps) and they want to they're like high society and they want to be able to tell people oh she's away on vacation and like have her have this baby and nobody know because it would ruin their standing in society Mm. or whatever and um (coughs) there's this doctor who comes to the asylum and he does like lobotomies oh geez (laughs) yeah and uh she wants one but he kind of like sees something in her that she has this like bright mind and like she's able to um like memorize details and things about people so he like recruits her to um be his like detective assistant and then they kind of like he busts her out and there's this whole like sherlock and watson kind of vibe they have going on yeah it's it's interesting but it's it's dark (laughs) like what i really like about it is there's a lot of strong female friendships watson yeah (laughs) There's a lot of, like, strong female friendships that she, like, makes friends in the asylum and stuff, and there's no catty girl rivalry oh, and stuff nice. like that you see a lot in YA, so. What, what year is it? In the book? Yeah. I, I think it's the 19th century, isn't it? I haven't so. read it, but yeah. I read your review and went, oh, that sounds right up my alley. <laughs> that sounds way more interesting and more up my alley than this, to be I honest. I mean, it's, it's good, but it I, I wasn't prepared <laughs> for the triggers. <laughs> yeah. Well, we've all pre- we've prepared you, <laughs> yes, folks, our listeners. We're gonna move on to our oh, appetizer. Oh wait, before we do that, yeah. like a quick poll: who liked it, who didn't? Oh, I really didn't like it. I loved it. I liked it, but it took me a while. Like I had to, s- I came away from the book being like, I don't know how I feel about this. I think overall, I liked it. I really just thought a lot of the animal abuse was very unnecessary, but. Would you rather have animal abuse or human abuse? I just, I mean, it sounds terrible, (laughs) but (laughs) I just, I just hate reading about animal abuse because like. Never forgive you, Patrick Ness. Never. I don't know. And I don't want it to sound like victim blamey at all, but like humans can fight back. Humans Mm. like know what's happening to them. Animals are just like defense like what the fuck is going on like they're especially they're so innocent yeah Yeah. and it's i'm not like saying at all that like 
people deserve it and animals don't. It's just, ugh, just, I don't know, it just breaks my heart. Moving on to the appetizer. And for those of you just tuning in, all of the food that we talk about is eaten in the book. Potatoes and corn, also death of a loved one. And Jenny, you wrote down that it's a trope. Does it work here? Could you relate to Anna's brutal brutal murder being the catalyst for a vengeful killing spree? So just jumping right in. <laughs> yeah, why not? <laughs> I mean, there is no light and fluffy part about this book to no. ease you into it. So... Yes, who here would go on a vengeful killing spree <laughs> if somebody they loved was murdered? No, <laughs> I don't. I don't think so. But I mean, I don't know. Didn't we kind of talk about this the last time we, we attempted to this. record? Yeah, yeah that like the wishful wish fulfillment kind of thing. Yeah, and we'll definitely talk more about it later. But do you think that because we were talking about? How so many YA books have death of a loved one, yes. and that that is usually the catalyst for something. Do you think it works here? I mean, it's the whole reason for her existence. Well, not her existence, but her her existence as she is. Yeah, that's true. If you don't, it's literally the kickoff of the book, and it's also the whole thing. And we talked, uh, we brought this up last time too, but the whole thing with how um, Jack meets her for the first time or they meet for Mm -hmm. the first time Mm -hmm. in that scene where he's having sex with (laughs) Brittany right Branley Branley in the forest just paces away from (laughs) the buried dead body of Anna which is the main character's sister yeah older sister oh gosh I'm more of a bring to justice person I think it's more effective when people have to face their face for prolonged periods of time the repercussions of their actions versus just a swift or not even swift versus uh killing i'm anti-death penalty i am too i'm i'm anti when it comes to revenge i want it to be scorpio-esque like a long (laughs) slow burn that you never get over you know like i will keep bringing it back to you (laughs) annie's pointing at me because i am a scorpio (laughs) not because she wants to take revenge well that you know of (laughs) i mean i am definitely one to hold a grudge scorpios will revenge but like sages will fucking hold a grudge i'll bring up that petty shit 20 years (laughs) from now i will (laughs) so that i mean that's my revenge is like it's not pain it's like that okay, you did me wrong and I'll be all nice to your face, but in that moment when it's time for me to bring it up, I'm going to bring it up in like a really smile in your face way. But uh, <laughs> <laughs> but like, you're going to feel the bad. Best. <laughs> it's like, um, the episode of Family Guy when, I forgot what Stewie did to Brian, but like he did something and Brian swore he was going to get revenge, but he kept talking about it. But he didn't, he said, you're never, you're not going to know when it's going to happen. So like the revenge was that like every time Stewie like, you know he's just like <laughs> looking over his shoulder like is it now is it now is yeah it now? <laughs> and then i think he gets hit by a bus or something <laughs> i don't remember <laughs> just or like regina george <laughs> yeah um i think it worked in this book because i think it her later actions make more sense knowing that like this was like her breaking point i guess because i mean it doesn't i don't think she killed anybody before this no. guy um but like if it had started off with like Branley, you know, being like raped or whatever by those creepy weirdos, like, and she just like jumped right in and tried to like shoot one of them. Then it wouldn't, 
yeah. it wouldn't make as much sense because like she doesn't really know her mm. like that and it would just seem like not like it's kind of like it's coming up of nowhere but because this was like her sister and that was like i think it really like that was like her breaking point like her downward spiral and so like everything after that was like she was immediately jumping to like i'm gonna kill them yeah and, like, as and her it response. fractured her family and yeah just it basically <coughs> ruined her life so for me it did work i thought her dad left before that happened I read it as he left, like that was like they her parents had been distancing themselves, right. but that was the breaking point. And mm. you know, death of a child will do that to. Oh yeah, he did leave before marriages. then because like she didn't see him for a while until the funeral, right? Right, because like he, they left because like was the ex like he was afraid that he was gonna hurt the mom, hurt the mom. Oh yeah, <laughs> but then he came back for Anna's funeral. Mm. Yay. It's not really a killing spree, also. I mean, she kills, but it's not a spree. It's not like, right. oh, I, I, yeah, when I wrote the notes, I didn't mean like, yay, let's go out and kill people <laughs> indiscriminately. No, she plans. Oh, yeah. Which I yeah. like, as a planner myself. Well, that's also totally a feminine thing. Mm-hmm. Because we have to find the place where we can take advantage. You know, even though f- women are the deadlier species it's because we have the long-term game in mind <laughs> the we long con to. yeah well we have to exactly i mean we're physically usually weaker than men so yeah you gotta you gotta set it up right if you're gonna go on a ball of killing spree or yeah and you need to know how to find the element of surprise and find your victim and blah 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 oh yeah and cover your tracks yeah but i think if um if anna's death hadn't come first she might not be as quick to jump to murder for other situations like with Branley and with the pedo uncle definitely so like because she'd done it once like she knew she could do it again kind of thing Mm -hmm. well yeah once you've completed a task you're like oh that wasn't so hard (laughs) (laughs) well Uh. uncomfortable question alert (coughs) if you thought that you could get away with it would either of you murder someone no yeah I don't I don't think I could I don't know. You know, I I've ha- been angry enough to, oh, yeah. I think, but I think everybody has. I had another weird every once in a while I have like a mental a, like a visual image game where I play out like a scenario where I'm in I'm in in trouble or like there's an issue or like what if you were at the concert in Vegas? What mm. would you do? You know, in that case you have less Yeah ability to make a difference just because of the way that went down but mm-hmm. w- after um columbine happened yeah is when i first started to go through these mind games where i would be like okay what would i do in that situation you know what mm-hmm. because this is a possibility we are living in a world where this happens how do i react every time i go to a concert i have to think about that yeah i mean now we we do for sure yeah uh it was earlier this week and i was uh, getting off Bart at Civic Center and I was wearing a mask because of the fires Mm. and I had someone give me a weird look and I was like what if someone came at me right now and then I was imagining like throwing them onto the track not an active (laughs) death but like if I threw someone onto the track they're probably gonna die you know (laughs) and then I was literally imagining the trial like being questioned (laughs) what's my defense how would I react and 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 at that point it was about being on trial for being a woman because the other thing that happened this week is the Roxanne Gay or not Roxanne. Um, who's the woman on Twitter? Who Rose McGowan. Rose McGowan. Oh, 
who spoke out against Weinstein mm-hmm. and got banned. And they had this, you know, push to ban women or to be quiet off of Twitter today. And I, and then there's also like the issue that many women of color have had the same thing happen to them and have no one rally around them in the same way. So I was imagining just like, if that had happened this <laughs> week, you know, what if like eventually I have to go to trial, what do I say to the jury? I'm like, well, let me give you some context about why <laughs> I was so mad. I threw that dude on the tracks. You know, <laughs> I love that you go into the trial and the detail because I definitely do the same thing. I'm like, but OK, so it, and if I was caught <laughs> and but, you know, in general, I think, no, probably I would not kill somebody even if I thought I could get away with it. I don't think so. But also, you know, I've been to law school. Annie's parents are lawyers and, oh, well, a lawyer and a judge. She knows. <laughs> there's there's not really much getting away with it. Well, it depends on well, where you are. At. You know, know, like, are your people going to protect you? Are you in a community where there's, like, no snitching? You know, it de- really well, depends on who you kill also. If you, if you kill a trans woman. Yeah. I mean, how many of those people have been brought to trial? You know, I, I always think about it in self-defense. It's never like a revenge fantasy. It's always self-defense because we're women. Yeah. People attack us. If someone was trying to kill me, I would absolutely try to kill them. <laughs> oh, yeah. Well, in that case, yeah, totally. But yeah. No, I, I, when I wrote the question, I meant more like what Alex does. Right. Specifically seek Hunt out people who had caused harm. Yeah, I guess I haven't <laughs> I haven't thought that far ahead cuz I probably wouldn't even get a trial. That's <laughs> true. You probably oh. wouldn't. So. Oh huh. Yeah. Oh man. What a depressing world we live yeah. in. Let's continue. Yeah. Let's move on to Oh, we have the other appetizer item is the church. Oh wait, that's is that the appetizer? I can't tell. Oh, you guys can't see me because you're listening to this. I'm black. <laughs> <laughs> That's why I said that. <laughs> That's FYI. why we all got quiet. Yes. <laughs> For some context. Because it's real. Because it is real. Yep. So we said potatoes and corn. We talked about death of a loved one. The other one is the church. So the church is actually one of my favorite parts of the book. Yeah. It's this old teenager hideout which is an actual church that has been decaying in the woods and completely corrupted by kids drinking and smoking and drugging (laughs) and fucking. And I love it. I love that concept of like the desecration of the reverence. I don't know. That's probably one of my favorite things. Like the kids are worshiping what teenagers worship in the house of God that is no longer serving God's purpose. It's kind of like a really perverted, uh, you know, that church from Ever After. Did you guys ever see that movie, The Cinderella Story? I have a long time ago. Yeah. Yeah. Drew Barrymore's in that, right? Yes. Yeah. Yes. I love that movie. But there, there is a ruins of an old church and they meet there for, you know, rendezvous. Yeah. This one is like a perverted version of that. And I like the idea of like nature taking over and the decay and all of that, but then you know teenagers being like all right let's party let's get out that Coors Light (laughs) right and Natty Ice (laughs) I don't even I didn't think about it as deeply as you did Annie I was just thinking well this is a really small town and like they go to this church and then some of them are seeing like their parents names like in graffiti and stuff and like (laughs) I mean how (laughs) like how many generations back like 
are some of them related? Like, (laughs) I don't know. Like, it's weird. It's weird. You can't think too hard about that. You know, like the small town and they're there and like their parents went to go party and have sex there and probably their parents. No, are they not like somehow related? Parents do not have lives before we're born. (laughs) Oh, yeah, that is true. And if we have children, our our lives cease to exist (laughs) for them. Forgot about that. Yeah. Yeah, I, I mean, my parents, they pretty much just came into existence to have me, so, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> they were probably in convents and monasteries before that. I haven't asked, but I'm pretty <laughs> sure. It's a pretty safe bet. Yeah. I mean, what else would they do? Their parents. I really love the fact that they, like, have sex on the altar. <laughs> that is the teenage, <laughs> that is the teenage worship is, like, Oh, I offer your virginity up to <laughs> the god that is debauchery. <laughs> if I'd had I a that. boyfriend that I was doing it with as a teenager, that I would have thought that that was so appropriate, and I probably would have played like Nine Inch Nails and Tool. Oh, you have to play <laughs> Nine Inch Nails. It's required soundtrack if you are having sex in a church. Closer. <laughs> <laughs> hey, Trent oh. Reznor, if you're listening to this, call me. <laughs> Eight six. Seven five three zero oh nine. I have never heard that before. <laughs> <laughs> Our main course is cheeseburgers. I love how this is again a book that just the tropes are all over. But there's like a quality of food in some of these books where instead of making it individual to the story, they just kind of go with like teenager fare. Yeah. So there's a lot of like cheeseburgers, milkshakes, French fries, pizza. But that's fine. Yeah, I mean, well, what else are you going to do after you've worked up an appetite murdering people? <laughs> Eat a cheeseburger. I like how uh, they lure her to buy, what is it, to, to prom or to, to yes to the mall uh, to shop for prom dresses prom with like a literal like trail of cheeseburgers. Yes. <laughs> I do I love mean, the cheeseburger trail. That would work for on me. Our topic is angry, unlikable girl lit. And the question is, are girls allowed to be angry? Jenny, why don't you tell us? I love Angry Girl Lit, and I've listed a few of my favorites. Uh, And it's not necessarily angry in the regard that Alex is angry, like she's going to go murder people. But although there are a couple couple of books like this, but some of my favorites are We Were Liars and Genuine Fraud by E. Lockhart. Uh, Moxie by Jennifer Matu, Sacred Lies of Minnow Bly by Sa- Stephanie Oakes, The Walls Around Us by Nova Rensuma, and Out of Darkness, kind of, by Ashley Hope Perez. I would count that as angry. She's and definitely she, She's prickly. Yeah. <laughs> and I, I love when authors aren't afraid to write unlikable girl characters because so often I go on Goodreads after I've read a book and I look at the other people who have reviewed it and they're like oh i just i you know i didn't like the character she was so she's so mean and so sullen and i'm thinking well <laughs> who yes? were you when you were 14 yeah <laughs> and it w- and these will be teenagers themselves and i'm going good girl no <laughs> like you know you're a brat i i i, I don't know you but i can tell <laughs> <laughs> because you're a teenager and all teenagers by nature are brats so I think so often we're told as women that we're not allowed to have uncomfortable, unlikable feelings that I love it when it comes out in YA. I just mm-hmm. it just it, it feels really cathartic to me to feel like that that anger and 
I was angry as a teenager, but not as angry as I am as an adult and figuring out that, wow, the the world really is, you know, or can be a shitty place. The deck stacked against you. Yeah. And I, I didn't realize the extent of that, but I like that these books give young women, like, I don't know, a venue to, to say, oh, well, you know, maybe my feelings like this one, and specifically, uh, maybe my feelings about misogyny and well, misogyny and misogyny <laughs> aren't, aren't so outrageous and out of place after all. Yeah. They might not go murder people, but <laughs> they're allowed to be angry. So I, I love it. I'm a fan. It is. I mean, and we have so much to be angry about. Every damn day. <laughs> yep. Every, yeah. Yep. Every minute of every day. What about you, Britt? Did you like it? Yeah. I think it takes a skilled author to write a book where the main character is not meant to be likable, but yeah. the book is still, still draws you in. And like, not YA, but like the best example I can think of that is The Kite Runner. Because mm. the main character is terrible. He is so <laughs> selfish and awful and like treats you know his friend like shit but like it's such a good story so <laughs> it's like i hate this person but like i want to keep reading so mm. um yeah i'm i like i'm i'm good with unlikable characters if like the rest of the story is still compelling i like that kind of balance i guess would you guys have liked that when you were actual teenagers that's a good question that's a good question I, you know, it's weird. I didn't actually read a lot of YA as a YA. <laughs> <laughs> I kind of came into it as an A. <laughs> I think part of it also is that even if you don't like her, you understand her. Like, you can, even if you yourself wouldn't go to the extremes of, like, killing people <laughs> who, you know, did you wrong or did your friends wrong, I get where her anger is coming from. So, like, even if I wouldn't do that or if, She's not very likable. Like, I get it. So. Yeah. Yeah, d that makes sense. That Yeah, you can see where the anger is coming from. I think she's kind of the mysterious loner chick. Hmm. Ooh. <laughs> yeah. You know. Mysterious loner murderer chick. <laughs> 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 mysterious loner murderer. I mean. M-L-M-C. Because <laughs> she is. She's Jack loves her. You know, he's so yeah. in love with her. And she's so aloof. And, you know. <laughs> Well, she's a challenge. Yeah, that too. <laughs> Boys love challenges. <laughs> but they also are okay with just the things that fall into their lap, too. <laughs> well, Branley. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Literally. Oops, I tripped. Uh, the other topic for the main course is crime without consequences. Which is Annie's big problem with the it book. It is my big problem. It is my actual problem. I don't like things that don't have consequences. It it goes against the the justice that is ingrained in my soul. Yeah. Well, <laughs> you you were raised with, <laughs> with parents who who believe in the justice system so much that they're a part of it. True. Even with that, there's something in me that even when I do things where no, I know I'm, I'm right getting there with you, you know, I'm just like, ah, that's wrong. It's intrinsically <laughs> wrong. I must make amends to Mother Earth. Okay. Um, <laughs> and I would have gotten away with it if it hadn't been for you pesky kids and that <laughs> dog. <laughs> Meddling kids. <laughs> uh, well. But you brought up the craft. Yeah. We were talking last time about the craft. For any of you who haven't seen it, first of all, go see it. Yes. It's amazing. Who hasn't seen this movie? That is one of my favorite 90s movies. And that is a total revenge fantasy. 
However, it has consequences at the end. For any of you who haven't seen it, it's about these four girls who discover that they're witches, or they already are witches, and they go to a private school, which is where all great stories take place. (laughs) They decide to use their witchy powers to get everything that they ever wanted and take revenge on the bullies and the people that... uh, that have wronged them in one way or or the other. And, of course, the main character has a few problems with this. She goes along with it for the most part, you know, casts a love spell. Famously, at one one scene, they changed their hair color and eye color, which I I remember when that movie came out, and, like, I was on a listserv full of people who loved L.J. Smith books, and everybody was like, does anybody have a spell (laughs) to change the color of your eyes? And then other people... color contact. (laughs) (laughs) Then other people would be like, oh, yes, I do. Oh, God. It's the AccuV spell. (laughs) Wow, Britt, I didn't know you were a (laughs) practitioner of the dark arts. (laughs) I I dabble. (laughs) That's also got the light as a feather, stiff as a board scene, right? Yes. 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 I definitely did that at an overnight. Oh, totally. (laughs) At the end, you know, they realize that they've gone too far and some of them repent and some of them do not. But there are definitely consequences for everybody who who is involved in that sort of thing. Do revenge fantasies have to have consequences for you guys to enjoy them? For me, no. Yes. I need justice. No, I don't think so, because isn't that part of the fantasy, that you can get away with it? Yeah, well, now, of course, spoiler, Alex died, so did you guys think of it? I know Annie didn't think of that as a consequence. I thought the reason Alex dies is the author kills her, because she can't do anything else with the character. Yeah, Mm. I thought it was a cop-out. That was the only part of the book I didn't like, but I kind of knew it was coming, because what else are you going to do with her? She's... Because otherwise there needs to be real consequences and then that ruins the avenge f- the revenge fantasy set up mm. in the story. Yeah. So if you were to like rewrite the ending, would it be her being arrested? Yeah. The officer gets called that's set up as the patsy in the story that you think is maybe going to get called in yeah. and they bring back in and then doesn't c- return. But like the officer gets called and like solves the mystery. I mean, the thing uh, we talked about this, you brought this up with like the whole small town, like they know. They have to know. There's no way they don't know. And the fact that, like, it's just ignored. Everybody's complicit. Yeah. Mm. Because not everyone likes each other. So not everyone's going to hold, keep their mouth shut. To me, I thought it was more like, oh, we're going to look the other way because, you know, oh, pedo uncle, you know. Mm, Well. But men's lives are still worth more than women's lives. Mm. It's true. You know, even though he's a pedo uncle, he was still an adult and she's still a young girl. We saw what happened to, what was it, Casey, what's her case? Casey Anthony. Yeah. Oh, my God. Is that That's not the one in Italy, right? Oh, no. Amanda that's Knox, yes. right? Yeah. So, like, we know that we know that teenage girls are not sympathetic characters. It's true. Oh, yeah, there's the Slender Man girls. Mm. They're standing mm. trial right now. I think my, not happy, but my alternate ending would be, she got some therapy. <laughs> Seriously. <laughs> she becomes a vet and she l- works with animals only and she realizes she can't work with people. That's perfect. <laughs> <laughs> but with that, write that fanfic. <laughs> yes. <laughs> write the write the fanfic. Write I wonder fanfic. if there is the female of the species fanfic. I can't imagine. I don't know. I don't but know I feel how like much canon there is. I just I mean, and this bothers me in real life too, is that like prison was originally meant for rehabilitation and it's not it's just punishment 
and like that I don't know it's cheap not labor too yeah it's Oof, like fighting fires yeah as a teacher like we talk about logical consequences which are that like the consequence has to reflect the action otherwise it's just a punishment and mm-hmm. it doesn't make sense and they don't understand like why they're why? being pu- or they'll like lie to avoid being punished because they don't understand that it's like a direct result of mm-hmm. the action or whatever so like not doing your homework a logical consequence isn't you're on time out it's like you're gonna do the homework during your free time kind of thing because like you didn't yeah. do it when you were supposed to you know that I makes sense know. something yeah. that makes sense that's a clear progression right and so i just wish like in the book and in real life that like people got like the help that they needed because she does like toward the end start to show some remorse and she panic like when she sets the house on fire she starts panicking like yeah. oh my god what have i done and you know she starts like at first it was just like kind of cold-hearted like whatever <laughs> you're dead to me literally but <laughs> <laughs> i feel like with you know with some help with some therapy like she could be rehabilitated and come and re-enter society and i don't know maybe i mean she is young enough i felt like in that scene <coughs> she had honed herself into the killing machine specifically for the goal of killing her sister's murderer. Right. And she did that. Yeah. And it didn't make her feel better. Mm. So then when this other stuff started happening, she felt that she had to act because she'd already honed the skills and she was al- she was the person who could take care of it. No one else is going to take care of it. Right. So then she gets into a place where, like, she doesn't have a relationship with that person. She doesn't have a personal knowledge of the pedo uncle. But she still is the one to act. And that's when she panics, like, am I going to be this person for the rest of my life? Am I always going to be the one acting when others can't? And that is all. Like, I have no purpose outside of that. Yeah. Which is, again, why I think the author killed her off. Because Mm -hmm. I don't know if there's any, I don't know if there's any coming back from that. Yeah, there's no real choice after, after all of that. But I still liked it. Now, are there any revenge fantasy books that you like? thought i brought one up last time and i can't remember uh, i think it was cold magic um oh that is not a particularly a revenge fantasy i did bring that up because of the dutch world building oh right yeah no i brought one up and i can't remember i do like vigilante justice stories i but agreed watchmen is one of my favorites mm. but i mean like at some point it kind of crosses the line like if the story had maybe just been about her killing her sister's killer then i'm like all right but then she just went so far like beyond that that it like turned from (laughs) justice to like you need help (laughs) right you have a problem you need to stop i get where you're coming from i get why you want to off these people but it's gone too far it's her formative years she has honed herself into a killer (laughs) and instead of it being a fantasy (coughs) world we're like oh magic you know or whatever like um is the name of that book <laughs> the one i really like and i read all of them and it has the cool dragons wyverns in it oh the dragon rises of Pura? no the um oh. it's a newer one. Oh, girl who circumnavigated no Fairyland? also that's a good one too no it's the one we had to read the first one sabriel no, we had to read the first <laughs> one. I'm just kidding. There's no, I know now you're throwing ones out. I love all of those books. There's a Goodreads group just for this purpose. It's called What's the Name of That Book? <laughs> uh, seriously. helped me before. Yeah, you can it's like amazing. type a description and like they will help you find it. Like it's crazy. No, it's just because I'm, this is why I should never go on Jeopardy. Because I know what it is just when I'm not talking <laughs> about it. It's the same woman who did Court of Thorn and Roses. Oh, Throne of Glass. Throne of Glass. Yes, we read it for there book There were dragons club. in that? 
eventually hmm. wyverns <laughs> you gotta get further into it i remember the first one and i was the first one's terrible i'm sorry i know a lot of people love it and they're like but stick with it it gets better i'm like but the first one didn't make me want to read anymore once the witches <laughs> come into it talk about unlikable characters yeah. that is my favorite unlikable character is the witch the witch who is like bred to kill people and to just like destroy I the wanted to like opposite that. witch clans and then she finds out she's a product of them and anyway that revenge fantasy is really great the ma- all of them that's where i bailed on the series i tried she's <laughs> my favorite unlikable character but yeah no the main character is problematic for so many reasons yeah. everyone else around her is awesome <laughs> yeah. she herself is really not my favorite in any way shape or form the one thing that I did like about her was that a lot of times in YA, there's kind of this, maybe it's a societal pressure, I don't know, to make female characters either a Sansa or an Arya. Mm. Like, they're like a girly girl who likes the dresses and is feminine or whatever. Or there's like the kick-ass girl who can like hang with the boys and, yeah. you know, whatever. And I like that she struggled with both and she, she wanted both. to be both. Like, yeah. I really liked that about her. She's like, yeah, I can wear a pretty dress and still kick some ass whatever <laughs> yeah she loves fancy clothes so that totally plays out yeah through through the series so <laughs> i just really like that like the author didn't feel like she has to choose one or the other she can embrace like both parts as her identity yeah. so oh my yeah. god we could be complex multifaceted people <gasps> who knew oh, but we're <laughs> ladies <laughs> i don't know if either of you probably don't listen to the read it's another podcast that i love uh <laughs> And um, I can't even remember the context or the episode, but the hosts are um, named Kid Fury and Crystal, <laughs> and they're hilarious, and they talk about, like, pop culture and, like, black culture, and it's just great. And at one point, they do talk a lot about, uh, like, social justice issues and stuff, and Crystal was talking about something like, something like, kind of like what you said, and she just goes, a bitch contains multitudes. <laughs> <laughs> yes. And I was like, yes, that's like my, like it'll it. be my new... <laughs> catchphrase a bitch contains multitudes <laughs> i love it i've been watching a lot of bojack horseman mm. <laughs> i just finished the first season and there's the whole whole zoe zelda trope where it's like the twins on the show that's like the opposite show where like one of the twins is like always happy and one of the twins is like always sad or like just the cynic <laughs> and then they keep calling each other out in the show about like what what they are you don't have to be one or the other you can be both right and you can transition from one to the other day to day or just like from previous life to a previous moment you know you're never trapped in a scene and i think that's actually something this book speaks to is how Mm -hmm. she's so trapped that she can't get out herself Mm -hmm. it's only with the interactions with the other characters that she even like unclenches a little bit right yeah it's only with pk's help actually that she has the beginning of any sort of like friendship she literally has no friends until someone else comes to her and is like i acknowledge you as a human and a full being and (laughs) not just a killer and that's probably part of what kind of helped her feel remorse a little bit later because like it's like she had other people to be accountable to Mm -hmm. whereas like she didn't really have that before she had you know pretty much no relationship with her mom uh, no friends, like, no other family, really. So having other people who, I guess she realized, oh, wait, there's people who care about me. Oh, maybe I shouldn't be doing these things. I might hurt the people that I love, you know. <laughs> right. You always hurt the people you love. It's true. Love Hopefully hurts. not if they're fuzzy animals, which <laughs> brings us to our next topic. <laughs> our dessert, which is milkshakes, my favorite. Uh, The animal shelter. They do bring all the boys to the yard. 
my quotes, my bookmarked pages here. It's Kindle, so I didn't actually have to fold down pages. <laughs> just <laughs> tapped like the little thingy in the corner. Our listeners are breathing sighs of relief. <laughs> <laughs> can hear it already. <laughs> the animal shelter is the is really the only part where you see um, her humanity. Her humanity. Yeah. yeah. But before that, <laughs> I'm trying to find where I bookmarked it. She's so rude to like the woman who brings in um <laughs> or the woman who tells who comes running into the shelter saying like, Oh, I think there's a bag of puppies or whatever, like oh, on the freeway. I'm trying to find I think I bookmarked it. That's because it. the woman could have done something for the puppies instead of come in and tell her to do something for the puppies. But then yeah. it's too late. Right, but like I don't know. I feel like if you if you work in an animal shelter and your job is to save animals like your first reaction is gonna be like okay show me the way or whatever <laughs> or she's just like okay and like i don't know just, and the woman's like but i'm trying to tell you this horrible thing happened and she's just like okay and <laughs> and i was like but why because dead puppies are nothing to dismembered <laughs> sisters mm. i mean i kind of think that that's <laughs> the point but <laughs> maybe i didn't think about that it just reminds me of the dr Demeno song called dead puppies Maybe because like nobody, they're not much fun. Oh my god, <laughs> <laughs> they don't come when you call. I didn't even they don't chase about. squirrels at all. Aww. Dead puppies are much fun. <laughs> that was my childhood, people. <laughs> they're not. I mean, they're dead, though. They're not that much. But fun. maybe it yeah. is like a well, nobody cared this much about my sister, so that's what I, I didn't think. even yeah. that didn't occur to me. It's like, why do you want me to care about puppies when people let this girl and her killer run free? That's what I thought. That's a good yeah. point. But also, it's not very nice to that woman. <laughs> <laughs> no. I can't find it. <laughs> anyway, puppies die. Yeah, it's At sad. the very beginning. But the and animal shelter... doesn't seem to care. No. Which is what really... Oof. Animal shelter has Annie's other favorite part. Yes. <laughs> the titty kitty. <laughs> titty kitty. <laughs> <laughs> I'm pretty sure I bookmarked that. <laughs> oh, that is one of my favorite. Why did you love it, Annie? Because I like titties and kitties. <laughs> That's fair. <laughs> That's legit. I feel like we have suddenly become 13-year-olds now. <laughs> titties. <laughs> but uh, it's also the scene between PK and I can't remember which boy it is, but where he's like visiting her at her at her volunteer job. And she's like feeding the kittens from this like fake <laughs> cat that has nipples that they're like milking the kittens from or like the kittens are <laughs> feeding from. And in the scene, the boy's eyes go all glassy and he like reaches for it and he's like, titty, kitty. He's <laughs> just a search for titty. <laughs> oh, here it is. All right. Park. Let's see. Holy shit, Park says when he sees it. <laughs> and I can't help but blush a little. Rhonda sewed a line of plastic nipples on the stuffed mama cats, <laughs> explaining to us that kittens will suck for comfort even if they're not getting any food. And while it's certainly true that the orphans adore their new moms, it does make for some awkward moments in the human world. <laughs> it's a titty kitty, Park says, reaching for it, but I yank it away. Time for you to go, I warned <laughs> him. <laughs> God, that is such a teenage boy thing. <sighs> I mean, if I saw Titty Kitty, I'd be this. I'd do the same thing. I'd be like Titty Kitty. <laughs> then they're talking about how um trying to get uh Alex to go to prom, and uh he says uh tell her to go anyway. What else has she got to do? Sit in a room full of stuffed animals with fake nipples. <laughs> yes. <laughs> sounds like a good time to me. <laughs> 
any 15 year old boy would be happy to do that god i'm glad i'm not a 15 year old boy <laughs> <laughs> that was my i liked that part though out of the whole book the the it times at the animal relief, shelter yeah. made it not awful everything else was kind of like awful <laughs> i did like that she like calmed down that feral dog because like yeah. she and it have like the same struggles <laughs> <laughs> they're both alone and misunderstood and don't seen as vicious I this don't is know. a metaphor <laughs> yes and then she gets it to calm down and even though it like kind of bites her she's like it's okay <laughs> i <laughs> understand it's it. it's anger <laughs> 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 oh man but like a little more nuanced <laughs> slightly just slightly. slightly yeah and i'd love the book but yeah just slightly right yeah the drinks for this one are lonely scotch and keg in the woods the lonely scotch is for Alex's mom, who basically is just a ghost. Yeah. Oh, what the one scene when they talked in the entire mm. book was oh. when she's like, I killed what's this? Like whatever the guy's name is who killed the sister. And the mom's just like, I know. And they're both drinking. Yeah. And it was just yeah. like, oh, <laughs> yeah. 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 That was intense. That'd be an interesting thing to know about your child. <laughs> That's a come to Jesus moment. Yep. And then they went to the church in the woods <laughs> <laughs> where they drank the keg in the woods. Toxic femininity is our topic for this, who is embodied by Branley. Mm. First of <sighs> so all, do we think it exists? Toxic femininity as opposed to toxic masculinity, which does exist. <laughs> I mean, I think women are encouraged to fall into tropes that don't serve them. Definitely. Mm-hmm. And Branley is that she's the pretty girl. And there is actually a part in the book where she talks about how she... The reason yeah. she does what she does is because this is all she has. Right. Yeah. I that really liked that. Yeah. Yeah. That moment of honesty. But then she didn't change. No. <laughs> then she just went right back to no, like, I'm going to lure your boyfriend onto the altar. Yeah. <laughs> Take it some sexy yeah. pictures in my lingerie. <laughs> 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 it totally works for her, though. And, you know, since since we're all told that that's how we should be as presumably straight women who want to attract the men. You know, I can see why she thinks that, that that is all she has and why that's the only thing working for her, but god damn, she's awful. <laughs> yeah, she's awful. Also, listeners, if you are teenagers, please, you do not want to peak in high school. <laughs> that's just not a goal you should no. have. Yeah, Seriously. listen to listen to Glory Days by Bruce Springsteen and realize that that is a sad song. <laughs> yeah, I mean Branley's concerned because she she knows she's peaking in high school and she has nothing but a slow downward spiral afterwards. Yeah. Once her looks are gone, what else is there? Well, again, because we're encouraged to think that only slim, nubile things are women. But like, yeah, you know, women's sexuality doesn't peak until their 30s. Yep. But so. that <laughs> doesn't matter because then we're just old, dried up husks of <laughs> people. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I lived in Japan for a couple of years, and women over 25 are sometimes called Christmas cake because after Christmas, it's, like, stale and old, and you oh don't want to eat it. Oh, my God. What? Yeah. That's terrifying. I mean, again, I get, I mean, I get why people would think that, because if you do buy into what the media portrays of what women are, like, you are going to want to exploit your sexuality while you have it and it's only brief and it's fleeting and then it's nothing but that's not that's not reality no again like if you listen to the media messages that you could definitely think that way 
Well, Facebook is trying to advertise me eye cream. Yeah. Moral of the story, don't be brandly. Yeah. Oh, man. And it was so familiar to the whole scene when she gets on the lingerie. It reminded me. Oh. We talked about this last time also. Varsity Blues. Varsity Blues, the scene with the girl and the whipped cream. <laughs> Maybe I don't want your life. <laughs> <laughs> but she does that shit, but then she's also the type who will... You know, be at a party and see a girl who, like, she doesn't know and, like, make sure that that girl doesn't go home with, like, a creepy guy, you know? So it's like, ugh. Yeah, she had her Be moments. that girl. <laughs> yeah. 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 I mean, Branley was, like, a slut anthem. Like, oh, be wild, be free. Do whatever you want. Be whoever you want to be, even if it is sleeping with half the town or, like, 80% yeah. of the town, which is what the book makes it seem like. It's probably, like, five people, so. <laughs> right. But then also, like, it falls into the trope where she's only doing it to make herself feel validated yeah so again for all of you young people out there (laughs) the amount of people you have sex with and the amount of sex you have before age 18 is not a validating number it's not going to help you be a better person or a bigger person and it's probably going to be mostly terrible because men aren't worthwhile until they're over (laughs) 25 and i stand by that statement (laughs) we are going to get some angry comments (laughs) (laughs) Mur, mur, men's rights. Ah, now that makes me want to go on a revenge fantasy. <laughs> okay, so <laughs> we found a we found a thing that would trigger Annie's revenge <laughs> killing spree. Let me find a time machine and go back <laughs> to the, the Declaration of Independence. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just I'm just gonna send you after everybody who's on the Reddit red pill site or whatever oh it is. <laughs> Uh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah don't be toxic f- toxically feminine because it just plays into their hands guys yeah i mean get what you want the way you want to get it but also realize that there are consequences unlike what this book presents mm. <laughs> you know oh, the sweet release of death <laughs> yeah <laughs> <laughs> I have to say, out of all the femininities presented in the book, I'm more of a PK, even though she does yeah. some dumb shit. We're all going to do some dumb shit, or we all have. I know I have. So That's true. That's why I love YA. We get to, we get to vicariously relive all of that stuff and go, oh, okay, it was fine. It wasn't that bad. Yeah. I did not murder anybody. <laughs> that is <laughs> this true. Time. I've been on this earth for over 30 years, and I have not murdered anybody. Uh. It has been goals. How many days since I have last murdered someone? <laughs> <laughs> the women in competition with each other, it's like there's only space for one, which again is not true. It's not a pie. Right. Yeah, in Branley's <laughs> world, though, there is. There's right. only space for one. The yeah. She has her pick of everybody, all the men that she wants, and you know she's the prettiest and whatever, then she's happy. And that's, w- that's when she can go and help drunk girls get home. Hmm. Yeah, the absence of that is why is one thing I really liked about her other book. A Madness So Discreet, that <laughs> one. Because, like, there's just female friendships. Nobody's, like, competing. Mm. Um, although, obviously, their situation is vastly different. Like, they've got <laughs> bigger things to worry about than, like, who's the prettiest? They're, like, we're locked in a mental institution. Some so. of us have been lobotomized. <laughs> when will my water break? No. <laughs> Not looking forward to that one. Yeah, it's rough. <laughs> <coughs> That's all I have on the list for this book. Did you want to put in any last words? Um, I can't. I can't remember where it fit into 
our discussion last time, but the dad, she was like, you know, Anna was my mom's child and I was my dad's child and I inherited like this darkness that he has and like they had that like unspoken thing where they knew like that each other had this darkness or whatever. And then, you know, he moves away and leaves so that he doesn't end up like killing the mom and she gets it. And then he comes back for Anna's funeral and she tries to tell him, I'm just like you. I have this darkness. Help me. What do I do? And he's just like, that's my little firecracker. And like totally just like diminishes like what she's feeling. And that like just kind of makes her retreat back into her her turtle shell. And I feel like that was that was an opportunity for like her to not feel so alone and to connect with somebody who might be able to relate to her. But it was probably like him not wanting to acknowledge his own. Yeah. But I was like, oh, that sucks. That and the absentee father is not going to help you do that. Uh, I mean, but men do that all the time to women. Oh, look at you with your feelings. You like know. that fucking, is it Cam Newton? Mm. Oh. It's so funny to hear females <laughs> talk about routes. Yeah. Ooh. Oh. Not like it's your fucking job or anything. Not like she hasn't, yeah, literally studied studied this. Oh, Has that a degree. so angry. Oh, <laughs> I love like, football. Oh, aren't you cute talking about football and sports and things? Yeah. Now just add a feeling on top of that and go for the male condescension <laughs> and then pinnacle. Are, yeah. And people are trying to f- defend him like he needs to be leave left alone. I'm like, no, no. People, no matter what gender you claim, need to be called on your bullshit. Like, yep. you said something dumb. You can learn and be better. Yeah. Yeah. Do you He's not want to be better? Because then, you know, stew in your juices or whatever. But yeah. if you actually want to be a better person, learn and be better. <laughs> That is the moral of this podcast. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. But then didn't it come out that she had tweeted a bunch of like racist crap? Oh, I'm sure. So, I mean. Great. Who isn't (sighs) racist in this world? I wanted to be on your side, woman. (laughs) (laughs) We were rooting for you. We were all rooting for you. (laughs) Well, that brings us back to the whole Twitter boycott thing, too, today. Uh, Understanding, like, supporting women, but also understanding, like, maybe... the what's happening isn't looking at the full picture of how women need su- to be supported. Yeah, and intersectionality yes. is a thing. Like a real thing that this yeah. country should learn. Yeah. <laughs> this book was very white. That's very true. It was weird. I kept trying to place it in my in my world of Washington state and then mm-hmm. I figured out it's actually on the east coast. And I think that was also part of my dizziness about like where am i what's happening why <laughs> is it going on this way i just intersectionality it'd be great if that was acknowledged over <laughs> i've like there's so many times in my life when i've felt like i like had to choose like which identity do i like care about more or like which one like is in need of like some more like defense or whatever like yeah. which one you know it's just like i remember in college um i was an orientation leader in my sophomore year for the incoming freshman and we did this activity where we put up like posters with different identities and we had to like stand under one of them and so black was like right next to gay and like I I'm bi and I didn't know where to stand and I just like stood in between and like my gay friend was standing under the like LGBT sign he's like why are you over here and I'm just like because I'm both like why isn't there a sign for me like why do I have to choose that is a really good question mm. why can't we acknowledge the like multifaceted parts of our people I mean that's 
that's why message of this book too that is the message of this book that's why everyone's trapped because they're only allowed to be the one thing jack's only the jock pk's only the preacher's kid alex is only the murderer yep and Branley is only the sex goddess. Like, that's it. They're not allowed more. Their horizon doesn't go beyond. And I get, I again, I think that's why the book ends so abruptly. There is no future <laughs> for these people. I, I mean, hope that's like not a metaphor for real life. Yeah. Because in real life, a bitch contains multitudes. <laughs> <laughs> yes. <laughs> yes. Yes. <sighs> On that note. <laughs> On that note, I think we're going to bring it to an end for this month. But join us next month when we talk about The Hate You Give. Yes. (laughs) Which is definitely about multitudes. So many multitudes. (laughs) Multitude, multitudes. (laughs) Cheers, guys. Dead puppies, dead puppies aren't much fun. They don't come when you call. They don't chase squirrels at all. Dead puppies aren't much fun.